set yourself apart from the way the world operates, then start by showing kindness to the people around you. The fear that you're feeling, the guilt that you're feeling, that's the conviction from being in this presence. That's your sin. That's my sin doing that. But God's not here to continue. He's not here to say, I'm here to send you home. No, God is here to say, I love you and your sins are forgiven. have your Bibles, go ahead and uh, turn to Matthew chapter 24. Let's get this situated again. Um, I don't know about you, but growing up, I read the Bible a lot. There were a lot of times that what I was reading just kind of went right over my head because, you know, I was younger and hadn't experienced much of life yet. But, you know, as, as time went by and life experiences happened, suddenly these passages that had gone over my head suddenly made sense. And when I became a mom, some passages really made sense. And the passage that we're going to dig into today is one of those passages that after I experienced pregnancy and became a mom for the first time, it was like, oh, that's what Jesus is talking about. Okay. So... With that introduction, um, starting in verse 3 of Matthew chapter 24, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. And as he is sitting on the mountain of olives, his disciples come to him privately, came to him privately and said, Tell us when these things will happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered them, Watch out that no one misleads you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will mislead many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Make sure that you are not alarmed. For this must happen, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise up in arms against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of birth pains. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So one thing I want to point out is verse 8. It says the beginning of birth pains. These are the beginning of birth pains. Now, growing up, and I would hear this, I think labor, right? That's kind of what we think. We were thinking of a woman who's in the hospital bed, she's contracting, she's miserable, she's screaming at her husband, why'd you do this to me, all this other stuff. But that's not actually what the beginning of birth pains are. Actually, as early as six weeks into the pregnancy, those medical professionals in here will know this, as early as six weeks into the pregnancy, women will begin to experience something called Braxton Hicks contractions. And these contractions, they're not usually felt until about 20 weeks. I say that word usually because I experienced them much earlier than 20 weeks. But they, they 
And they are usually not that painful. Again, I say usually because I myself experienced painful Braxton Hicks contractions. And they're not usually up for a long duration. And again, I say usually because they last sometimes. Needless to say, my pregnancies were rough. But as I was experiencing these Braxton Hicks contractions, I was talking to my doctor about them. And she had, she had said, you know, they're, they're usually just mild discomfort. But those are known as beginning birth pains. They're pre-dominal labor. They're false labor. But, you know, don't worry about them. Don't panic. It's normal. In order to maybe kind of stop these from happening, you know, drink lots of fluids. Unfortunately, I couldn't stay hydrated to save my life because I was sick all nine months and water made me throw up. But... You know, she's like, stay hydrated, rest up. They should dissipate, and, and you'll kind of get used to them. So pregnancy happened, and I had my first baby, and that was amazing, and I loved, I loved being a mom. And then pregnancy number two, same thing, same struggles. Pregnancy number three, same thing, same struggles. But... Those Braxton Hicks contractions, they weren't telling me that labor was imminent. They were kind of just there reminding me that I'm pregnant, kind of making me miserable. But after Jaden was born, I, I got pregnant again, and it was about two years to the day that I found out I was pregnant with Jaden, that I found out I was pregnant again. And that pregnancy, it actually went really smooth. Well, as far as like the very beginning, I, I felt great. Those contractions weren't there yet, but I felt great. I felt energized. I felt wonderful. And I lost the baby. And so when that when I became pregnant with Ben and I started to experience that nausea, that misery, that, those contractions, it was like this reminder that it's okay, you're miserable right now. But there's a promise here. There's this life that's growing and it's coming. Those contractions were misery, and they, were telling, they weren't telling me that Ben was going to be here any second, but they were reminding me that Ben was coming. And so that's what these birth pains are. That's what these beginning birth pains that Jesus is talking about are, these famines and earthquakes and wars and rumors of wars. We panic because we think that these, these are labor pains. We panic every time we turn on the TV because some country's off starting another war with some other country and so-and-so might be the Antichrist and da-da-da-da-da and we're just panicked because the end is near. You see those guys with the signs saying the end is near and repent and all this stuff, and, but we're, we're panicking because we see these 
we see these birth pains and we're like, no, labor's here. Jesus is coming right now. But there's, these are just the beginning of birth pains. But I want to kind of look back a couple of verses in verse 6. Jesus says, make sure that you are not alarmed, for this must happen, but the end is still to come. Now that word alarmed is actually a, a Greek word, and let me see, uh, i got to find the pronunciation. It's pronounced thraeo. And yes, it means alarmed, but it doesn't just mean like, oh, it means full-on panic mode. Do not full-on panic. Okay? Um, in, other, in other words, Jesus is telling his followers, don't freak out. This stuff's happening. Don't freak out. These wars are happening. Don't freak out. Stop panicking. Stop screaming and inciting riots. Stop crying out. The end is near. Because this stuff must happen. We freak out over the littlest things. We freak out over the, we, we freak out over every trial we experience as Christians. We freak out over every trial we experience as Americans. If, if any right of ours is, is brought into question, we panic. We panicked because they took the Ten Commandments off of the public school walls. We panicked because, we, because you can't pray publicly in schools. We panic because of all these things happening, and now we're panicking because People are, teach, are reading stories in our libraries that we don't think should be reading stories in our libraries. We're panicking. But these are just the beginning of birth pains. These are just the beginning of birth pains. You know what happens when you panic in labor? You pass out. You lose consciousness. You might even end up on the operating table for a C-section because your blood pressure's skyrocketed so high they are scared to death that you are going to die. When you're in labor, when you are pregnant, you've got to not panic. And guess what, people? We're pregnant with the expectation of Jesus' return. So don't panic. Don't thrail. Don't panic. But we think that by panicking, we can delay it. We think that by inciting riots and, and holding these, these rallies and, and making people angry and, and righteous indignation, we think that we can delay what must happen. There's a show that Jason and I like to watch called The Office. We love it. There's, a, there's an episode where one of the main characters, her name's Pam, is 
pregnant and she's in labor. She goes to work, but she's in active, like she's contracting every few minutes. And, and they're just, her husband's over here panicking because we need to go to the hospital. She's over here trying to show, trying not to show that she's panicking, but she doesn't want to go through labor. So she's doing everything she can to delay labor. They, they print out a list of ways to induce labor and they decide to do the opposite of everything on that list. So like she's, she's sitting in the conference room and she's got her feet up and just trying to relax as much as possible. And all these people in the office are trying to give, trying to distract her from her labor pains. And when it finally gets to the, towards the end of the episode, she finally admits that she's just terrified of what's to come. She's terrified of the labor. But then her husband, after he's done panicking, he's like, hey, we're going to have a baby. This is, this is exciting. This is good. It's going to be miserable for a little bit, but we're going to have a baby. So let's go to the hospital. And so they go to the hospital, and they end up 19 and a half hours later having a baby, <laughs> a little baby girl. But we do, we do that as Christians, though. We see these signs of impending labor, and we panic because we don't want to go through it. In, in the office, the reason why she's panicking is she doesn't think she can endure it. She flat out says, I don't think I can do this. And honestly, I think that's a lot of the reason for our panic. We're afraid that we can't do it. We know what's to come. And we know the glory on the other side, but we're afraid of this little blip at the, in the middle, in between. Afraid that we cannot endure it. And so we panic trying to delay what must come. Because we're afraid. <laughs> but again, when we're in labor, we can't panic. I actually got yelled at by an OB one time because I was starting to panic. My blood pressure was raising, and he screamed at me and told me to shut up. <laughs> yeah, not the best way to handle a, a woman in labor, but it worked for me. <laughs> Should have seen Jason's face, though. He was kind of indignant. <laughs> but the thing is, if I, if I had let myself continue to get more and more panicked, that would have brought a lot more struggle. That would, have, that would have endangered my life. It could have endangered Ben's life. I couldn't panic. I couldn't, couldn't freak out. But for those of you who are mothers in here, you guys probably remember going through labor and being in a lot of pain and being miserable. What's the one thing that the doctors constantly told you to do? Breathe. 
Just breathe. That's what Jesus is telling his disciples when he says, do not be alarmed. Don't panic. Breathe. Because this is just the beginning of birth pains. This is just the beginning of the struggle. And yes, it's going to get worse. But again, don't panic. It's going to get worse. But don't panic. Breathe. And as we're going through those birth pains, we treat them the way that the doctors tell us to treat Braxton Hicks contractions. Breathe, relax, drink water. We breathe in. We breathe in the Spirit. We breathe in the assurance that, that the Spirit is with us and that he will help us endure till the end, right? We rest. There might be chaos and we might be uncomfortable and we might be miserable and we might be dealing with a lot, but we rest. We rest in the comfort of God's loving arms. And we drink water. We immerse ourselves in the living water that flows from the throne of God and renews us so that way we can endure. these are just the beginnings of the birth pains, but if we're panicking now, our body is not going to be ready. We've got to immerse ourselves in that living water. We've got to be hydrated, people. But first we've got to breathe. Because if we're not breathing, we're going to pass out. We're going to fall away. We're going to lose consciousness. God, breathe. Going back a little bit, we, we try to delay again. You know, we try to delay, but you know, we have no control over. We have no control over when it's going to happen. You know, when I was pregnant, not one of my three kids arrived on their due date. Not one. Jaden was four weeks early. Ben was two weeks early, and Emrys was three days early. Actually, Emrys, I went into labor at a youth retreat. Jason was preaching, so we couldn't even leave. Yeah, I'm sitting there. He's blabbing, his, blabbing, blabbing off, doing whatever. I'm sitting in the back, 
trying to breathe through these contractions. I have this kid over here telling me, you know, it'd be funny if you went into labor while you're here. And I was like, joke's on you, I already am. <laughs> we have no control over when Jesus is going to be coming. We have no control of, over when that labor is going to hit. All we have control over is our own breath. Taking that time to breathe through those miserable contractions. We need to stop fearing the labor. We can't delay it, so we need to stop fearing it. Because it's going to happen. It has to happen. If we're wanting that glory on the other side, we've got we to deal with it. We've got to stop fearing it. It must happen. So rejoice instead. Rejoice for what's coming. Rejoice in those sufferings. Knowing that suffering produces endurance. Those brass and hex contractions produce endurance for the labor. Suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. We need to breathe. Just. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Brick Passman Podcast. It was recorded live at the Ravenna Church of the Nazarene, located at 530 Main Street in Ravenna, Kentucky. You can learn more about the Ravenna Church of the Nazarene by visiting ravnaz.com. And if you'd like to send me a message, just simply use the link in the show notes.